The Black Panther movie, like the comics that inspired it, imagines a fictional African nation called Wakanda, where deep-seated tradition and meticulously observed ritual persist despite the ubiquity of untold technological marvels. If you haven't seen it yet, please don't let us spoil it for you, which we are definitely going to do. But those of you who have seen the film know that Wakanda is a place where dazzling aircraft hover in the skies, where gloves shoot laser beams, where a bullet to the spine can be remedied in a day, where a grenade blast can be contained by a fashionable jumpsuit, and most implausibly, where the public transit system is sleek and smooth and reliable. All of these wonders are made possible by vibranium, an extraterrestrial mineral with every manner of miraculous property which can be found in nearly limitless supply beneath the Wakandan soil and basically nowhere else. Which brings us to what may be the story's most compelling invention, an African nation rich in rare and valuable natural resources that has never been colonized or occupied or exploited by outside forces, where the wealth of the land is enjoyed by the people who live on that land. Wakandans have used their advanced tech to conceal their society and culture from the rest of the world, which believes them to be a nation of poor subsistence farmers. The moral and practical implications of this insularity and isolation are the beating heart of this film. Its villain argues, persuasively, that Wakandans have enriched themselves while abandoning their brethren, leaving the rest of their continent and its diaspora to suffer all manner of oppression, while its protagonist argues that military intervention in the affairs of other nations would make them no better than the oppressors. By the end of the film, a compromise of sorts has been reached. Wakanda will engage not in warfare, but in cultural and scientific exchange with the rest of the world. It's a good solution, right? The kind of intervention everyone can be happy about? Well, maybe not everyone here at Know You're Wrong, where pointless disputes are fiercely debated. On today's episode, we question the wisdom of kings. Should Wakandans share their tech with the rest of us? You know your regular hosts, Isaac. Hello. And Kate. Hey. And joining us to discuss the proliferation of Wakandan tech is artist and arts educator here in New York and professional basketball player and basketball coach to Isaac. What am I forgetting? That's about it. Uh, actor. Actor? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Basketball coach Isaac, yes. E- even yes. more qualified for this discussion than I had initially thought. Brandon Walters, how you doing, man? Good. Thanks Thank for you so me. much for joining Honored us. Honored to be on. You have been excited for this movie for a long time, yeah? Yes, I have. And I did, have. It, did it live up to your expectations? It, it certainly did. Um, I believe the, uh, the critics, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, even, you know, uh, moviegoers, uh, celebrities who have got the opportunity to see the film um, and their reactions to it, it got me even more excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. And, and then it lived up to all that hype. That and even more. Really? And even more. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you teach uh, high school age uh, kids in Queens, right? Yes, I do. And uh, you teach them art? Yes, I do. And you're teaching them, they're a largely black student population, is that yes, right? And majority. you're teaching them, you're trying to teach them about a lot of black artists as well, is that right? Yes, we uh, we started working with uh, the likes of Basquiat. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is heavy for, for high school kids. Yeah, it yeah. really is. So were they excited about this movie the way you were and the way you're talking about all these celebrities? And like, did that, did that trickle down to them? Were they like, oh, people are excited about this? 
They were, their reactions were, uh, I would say, different than what I, what I would expect. Hmm. Um, there, were, there were a lot of kids who are comic book lovers in, in a classroom, um, superhero, Marvel, Marvel uh, well, just superhero genre movies they love. And there are some who just thought about it as, hmm, just another movie. <laughs> um, the kids, kids got an opportunity to go on Tuesday to see the film, a lot of the students with higher higher GPAs. Yeah. Oh, so that was like a reward for them? Yeah, okay. like a reward. And they went, and the next day I asked them about it. I told them not to give me any spoils, but how they felt about the film. And, mm-hmm. you know, the reactions were from I fell asleep during the film wow. to um, I loved it. It was amazing. I'd love to see it again. And did that break down along the like comic book fans versus not comic book fans? Like were the comic book fans more or less into it than the other kids? The superhero fans. I'd say the comic book fans were more into it. Okay. Um, I feel like, you know, dealing with a population of majority black students. Yeah. Um, they're used to the Dark Knight. They're used to Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Iron Man. So even, you know, having a black superhero. Yeah. Who is now like the legit main face of the film yeah they were much more into it and did they express that explicitly to you or did you just is that sort of your interpretation of i would say it'd be more my interpretation yeah and i felt that a lot of the kids can now have someone to identify with yeah and you know look at you know hey this is a black superhero who has all the basically maybe all the riches in the world right um and is a king Mm -hmm. and i think you know a lot of representation with that and kids it's good now that the kids can see that yeah absolutely well the rest of us are all super pale but we enjoyed it a lot too i think (laughs) isaac you were into it yeah yeah i I was in this movie as mentioned wakanda sort of avoids being exploited by the outside world by being essentially invisible to the outside world uh and and then by the end of the movie uh t'challa the king has decided that that is no longer morally sustainable, I think, and agrees to share Wakandan technology with the rest of the world. Kate, do you think that's a good idea? Yes, I do. Isaac, do you think that's a good idea? Um, no, but not indefinitely. <laughs> okay. Brandon, you think they made the right choice? Should they share their tech with the rest of us? I don't think so. Mm. All right. Why not? You know, we hope we all know that Spider-Man quote with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, this has been in their nation for hundreds, of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And what's going on now, you know, the wars, the fighting. And if for, for us to give, well, I'm sorry, for the Wakandans to give up this technology, you know, to help out everyone else. If it goes into the wrong hands, you know, greed is greed is greed is out there. Mm-hmm. And someone's just like uh, who is the villain in the in the film? Ulysses Claw. Yeah, Claw. So let's just imagine we give this power. Keep saying we. Wakanda. Wakanda gives this power to the rest of the nations, and there are some some war hungry dictators out there who mm-hmm. get who get this and decide. You know, what? we could we could turn this into weaponry and have an ultimate advantage in wars. Right. Would they have the ultimate advantage if everybody else has that technology as well? I mean, part of the issue right now is that that, tech, that that resource and the technology is rare, right? And so if like a warlord has it, but also like all the nations have it, does that neutralize the danger of a warlord having it? 
I face, I, basically, I feel like it'll be it's a new new weapon on the market. Mm-hmm. You know, when when gunpowder was weaponized to uh, inflict damage on other nations, that became a big thing. You mm-hmm. know, tanks, all the the, the evolution of uh, of weaponry in our history. That that vibranium could be another one that can just even a playing field for everybody. So even the playing field in in a manner that just leads to like more like more destruction for everyone. Yes. As, okay. I think that like even if they only shared their medicine or whatever, I mean, once you share something, the rest comes out. Well, I mean, I yes, I think, and that that's the 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 worry about the spread of militarization and and violence is something that T'Challa struggles with, um, but the movie sort of imagines that bad guys have already gotten a hold of the technology um right like well but they've gotten it back basically i mean but they i, I don't know i i don't think they actually to to me i think they could have explored the idea a little bit more because my understanding of the plot was that in the early 90s the king's brother and the bad uh, andy circus bad guy were supposed to have stolen a stash of vibranium from wakanda presumably they would have sold that technology to other people to sort of the highest bidder. So it's not like the technology was unavailable to those who wanted to exploit it. Good point. So the CIA was trying to buy it essentially, right? In yes. the, in the beginning of the movie. And so the biggest government in the world was already trying to get their hands on the technology. Right. And they were going to do it. And now they don't have to buy it. They're going to get it. They're like the U S is going to get it. So, yes. Do we think the U.S. should have that technology? I don't think anybody should have it. So Martin Freeman talks a lot about bad things the CIA has done, and yet he himself is a sort of heroic character within the movie, um, which is interesting. Like, do we trust the CIA with that power, with, with Wakandan technology? Do yeah. you want the CIA to have it? I mean, I, no, not necessarily. But another point that the movie sort of makes is that given the way that power is transferred in Wakanda, it's actually fairly easy for somebody who is bad to get a hold of all of this technology as illustrated by Killmonger winning the challenge and for a moment at least being in charge and, you know, about to go and sort of inflict terrible destruction on the rest of the world. So I don't think you can depend on Wakanda always being led by somebody who is benevolent so so brandon do you think isn't there a danger in only wakanda having this technology like they've got a a hereditary monarchy which means like somebody's idiot son could be the next king and could could then there's only one nation that has that power and it's it's ruled by like the wakandan donald trump right and then don't you wish that other nations did all have Wakandan technology so they could stop Wakanda from exploit like in, like enslaving the rest of the world whatever like which is it. what which is what um Killmonger was going to do right which is like what Kill, was Killmonger wanted to do he wanted to take over the world so you 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 got a taste of it yeah. with Killmonger having this weaponry tech, saying that he wants to enslave nations and he wants African Americans to rise up against everything that's happened to them right and that was just that was just a piece of it so yeah. let's just imagine if this was all where to happen. Mm-hmm. And you are right. They have uh, traditional fights right. to to decide who gets the uh, the throne next. But I feel like Wakandans as a society through thousands of years have understood selflessness. Um, they don't they don't have greed. They're mm. 
I feel like this society is built on love. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, other than, I mean, a brother killing brother in that, in the one scene. Mm -hmm. Well, but I don't know. I mean, there are forces within Wakanda who are very receptive to Killmonger's message when he comes, including like T'Challa's like best friend or like his his buddy, right? Who like on a dime, like turns against T'Challa and is like, yeah, totally. Let's, let's like go colonize the rest of the world the way they colonized everyone else. Like... It, in that well, situation, I, I, if Killmonger isn't taken down and he's now in charge of Wakanda and uh, and he's got this general, he's got this like right hand man who's totally on board, who is is a Wakandan, right? Do you then wish that other nations had this technology so they could fight back? Mm. Like because you really have to believe in monarchy, and that like the best person always gets the job in order to think that like that technology is safe in Wakanda's hands forever. And monarchies haven't worked out so well. I mean, that's yeah. another thing that's pretty fanciful about this movie is this idea that this monarchy has been benevolent generation after generation. And there's a contest where the biggest man can win and become king, and that guy is going to be well, the best but, king. I mean, like, maybe that's if, you're, if you're imagining a, a country where, you know, particularly an African country where they have like sort of unimaginable, unimaginable resource wealth and they haven't been colonized and they haven't been exploited... Um, then maybe that lack of conflict does produce rulers who are... I barely, I don't really trust Wakanda with that power, but I feel like in this story, Wakanda is, like, shown as a, like, you know, a little a town, a nation that, like, kind of knows what they're doing. So I feel like if anybody in the world that we live in should have that power it should be Wakanda but I don't know this goes against my position but I do think that one thing that the movie hints at is that almost every other African country has like natural resources that get taken from them by colonizers or by kleptocratic rulers or by you know any number of outside forces and then they don't get at all to benefit from it so maybe Absolutely. that's what happens to Wakanda because, you know, we're imagining that they're a, a nation of like fierce warriors, but they're very small. And mm-hmm. if the United States really wanted to come and get all of the vibranium from Wakanda, the U.S. almost certainly could do that. Right. I mean, maybe not. I just thinking about like nations having the power that Wakanda has. Wakanda is small, so they don't have, they don't use their power in a huge way. You know, they still have that gigantic mountain that they barely even scratched the surface of. But, you know, if the U.S. had that mountain, they'd be done with it in like a day. Cut the top of it off. (laughs) Yeah. I think that since Wakanda is small, they don't have it on as big of a scale as, I don't know, the U.S. would. And I think that's makes it better so like the uk is a pretty small nation and they referenced it right they say the sun will never set on the wakandan empire which is like what people used to say about the british empire so a very small island nation that took over just like vast swaths of the planet so do you think that like the fact that they're small makes them unable to colonize the rest of the world with their advanced technology or do you just think they wouldn't i just think they wouldn't like so you're you're with brandon that just like culturally it's just not their jam they wouldn't do it yeah if Wakandans should not share their technology, should they accept refugees? Because that's something that um, Nakia talks to T'Challa about, and he's basically like, yeah, but then it's not just for us, which to me is a really troubling mm-hmm. position, because basically, you know, that's like, that's sort of expressing a really, like, isolationist 
Um, is that T'Challa or is that is that the the that general wasn't guy? T'Challa? It was it was his friend who is like when they come you open up their you you they bring their problems with them. Well, and and that's sort of an interesting position for that character to have given the the turn that he takes plot wise. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is if if Wakanda sort of acknowledges the problems of the African diaspora, is it also their moral responsibility to take in people who have been like marginalized and killed and sort of decimated by the rest of the world? I think uh, it's a great question, but I think he has, and we see towards the end of the film when mm-hmm. he's he's bought he's bought up all the properties. Yeah, I mean he makes that decision, right? And he decides to share. But you can, yeah, you can, you can still use your wealth for good and help other nations without having them inside your isolated area. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it just be, it'll be the same way. You can definitely help these war torn countries with your resources, with your money, right? So to speak, and build all these places, build hospitals to you know fix the uh, right. fix fix it up. I mean. Often in practice, I think that becomes its own kind of colonization, right? Where like people with a lot of money buy a property in other places, and they're like, "We're going to teach you how a culture should run," and then like those well, places have. Ex- I mean, in, in this, the, the the movie sort of imagining that they have this like incredibly superior technology that actually could like, you know, reduce healthcare costs to like a fraction or like. Right. I mean, that's the same thing people. that Bill Gates thinks, right? <sighs> and the Clinton Foundation. That's another good point because I was thinking about that last night to today when you texted me. Yeah. You know that we were our subject. Yeah. For today, and I thought to myself, you know, if vibranium, because I, I thought about two points. If if vibranium is in the hands of all these other nations, then you're basically cutting out pharmaceutical companies. You're cutting out the cost of a lot of you know materials mm-hmm. and taking it out of their their pockets. Mm-hmm. That would make a huge problem for them. It would be because if you take the money out of someone's pockets, they're going to be upset. Yeah. It would would bring on a ton of conflict. And they're like the biggest lobby in the nation. So they'd try to get us to go to war. Yeah. But (laughs) but still, you're still you're still helping out. You're helping out. You're still helping out nations. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And at the same time, the money, the money, because we all know you have the the guy Martin Shkreli. Yeah. Says he's he's raising, you know, HIV pills 700 percent. Yeah. If you have vibranium medicine to help these people, poor, right. poor uh, populated areas, you don't need pharma. You don't need big pharma at all. So, Isaac, you, you mentioned before we started the episode that uh, that Wakanda has universal health care. Is that right? Yes. Wakanda has a free education and universal health care. Yeah. I mean, I would love if Wakanda invaded us and gave us universal health care. <laughs> right? That would be like, awesome. That sounds like a pretty good version of colonization. It's a child care. Right, right, right. <laughs> And if they if they put all the pharmaceuticals out of business in the process, that sounds just spectacular. The other thing that I've been wondering about is, so um, what's her name? Shuri, Shuri's yeah. sister, uh, is supposed Best to character. be like she, she's a great character and she's super super charming, but she's also supposed to be like like a super genius, right? Like she's developed a lot of the technology that they have, and she uses vibranium to develop it. But the other thing I was thinking about is maybe maybe they just have this like super genius and other people wouldn't be able to do what Wakanda can do with their technology. Um, you don't think that 
that we could we have like comparable scientists I, who just don't have yeah the same i'm just saying in the world of the movie i think yeah. they sort of imagine that she is like she is special right she's been able to do all of this like well yes but before she was with. born wakanda was yeah. hidden from the like That's they true. had pretty amazing technology from their previous scientists. i feel like she's one of those char- she's like you know a general character who like is is the young one who was born with the technology so she knows what she's doing and you know she's the one telling all the old people how to use their iphone she is the yeah. isaac of their yeah, group yeah. Is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. I can totally see that. how old is she supposed to be i don't know because she looks like i don't know like it's like is she supposed to be like 17 yeah, in she the, looks like a like, teen yeah. in the comics spoilers in the comics she becomes black panther which i, I feel like they did not set her up as a character who could become the black panther in the movies yeah i mean uh, she could younger, fight but right. nakia and yeah um, okoye yeah were i don't know clearly like trained as fighters right like which i actually i have to say just i mean i know this is not the topic but i really appreciated that as like a storytelling decision because i feel like in a lot of superhero movies it would just be like that the the super smart brainy character can also like kill people and be an assassin <laughs> yeah true although i guess she did i don't know was she wasn't great at fighting she yeah. kind of got her butt kicked even though she had she the, ma- the magic la- laser frisbee gloves mm. yeah, which were yeah cool i love those, those those frisbee gloves they're, they're like the like circle weapons is wakanda technology like does it talk to your brain like it sounded like he was thinking his suit on when she gave him the new suit and he, and he she was like now now put it on and he was like okay and it just like opened up and he seemed to be able to think his mask on and off. They both did. They, they didn't do it. They didn't press a button or anything. Their mask just came on and off. But then they still had to use a regular interface for their drone warfare, for their like pilot, like remote piloting of cars and and sorry. It was mind blowing yeah. seeing that. It was. It was. And and also, the the day gets saved by a CIA agent in a drone, like piloting a drone. And I was like, <laughs> what? what is yeah. Does it like colonization or not? Like. Um, so the idea is that this metal underneath Wakanda is like the key to making all of these gadgets, all of these devices, all all of these incredible machines. I think a sort of comparable real world example is the Democratic Republic of Congo, which has gold and uranium and like uh, so much stuff that is in your phone uh, came lithium. Yeah, it's like yeah. the Congo is unimaginably rich in and like and in fact natural. it's it is the the place where the materials in your, your our phones and our computers um, are mined. Seventy five percent of the copper for bullets in World War One was mined there. The uranium for the bombs that uh, the U.S. dropped on Japan in World War Two came from Congo. Like it it is. It is the real place where the wealth under the ground makes all of the weapons and technological marvels that we have. And from my reading, I am in no way an expert on the subject, but the majority of people in Congo seem to live on like less than $800 a year. And it's one of the, I think, the most conflict-ridden countries in right. the world. Like, it, it, was, are... it was a Belgian colony for a long time uh, it, until 1959. And then uh, the U.S. and the... Uh, Soviet Union waged a lot of proxy wars there by arming and supporting different factions. Uh, so it has been uh, war-torn forever. Um, and it is because it is so rich in all of these resources. So I think that the minute the world finds out that Wakanda has what it needs to 
make even better devices than we already have. Like the, we've seen historically what happens next, which is that people just try to take it. And then I worry that Wakanda now is not developing new medical treatments anymore. Like all they can do now is put all of their resources into building better and better weapons to protect themselves from everybody else who wants what they have because they are the only nation on the earth that has that stuff. And I feel like all of that is like a Pandora's box that's opened by, uh, by like just telling the rest of the world that you have this thing that they need. Yeah. Yes, I think that's true. And I think it's historically been true. And there's no reason to think that, you know, history would not repeat itself. Except that I think the movie sort of imagines a, a like Pacific and social connection building project that Wakanda undertakes to like share their healthcare technology and sort of convince the world that they have like a better way to sort of go about life. And maybe they could lead by example, you know, like maybe they could actually like change. That that would be the biggest flight of fancy in, in the movie's entire like, mythology <laughs> to think that like people aren't going to just try to take it from them. I'm not saying that people wouldn't try to take it, but I'm saying that over time, maybe they do change. Like, So you don't that... think like alerting the rest of the world to their existence turns them into just like an entirely military nation. It just like turns them into Prussia. They just have to like fight for their territory for the rest of time. Yeah. Maybe they're so strong that they can fend everyone else off, but I don't... I don't think they I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to take a... A, a second yeah. just to yeah. just to tip my hat to Stanley's genius mm-hmm. because you know he he took an African American I'm sorry an African warrior mm-hmm. he gives him unbelievable technology mm-hmm. this nation of this nation Africa Wakanda is basically most beautiful land around ever you know he gives these a Black Panther he's basically represents africa vibranium is if you if you want to parallel to like you said gold or diamonds uranium Mm -hmm. lithium he gives them that resource and he basically shows you before all this happened you know europeans came took it all out and now it's poor Mm -hmm. he basically shows you what what could have happened Mm -hmm. if they actually stuck together and developed you know developed this stuff they could have become, you know, one of the most richest nations. Mm-hmm. But instead, what we see now is feed the children commercials and, right. you know, just, just the times of what, what we're going through right now. Right. So without outside intervention, that could have been what Congo became, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean so resource rich. Yeah. Um, people say, like, in, in, a, in terms of natural resources, it is the wealthiest nation on Earth. And yet it is, like, one of the most poverty-stricken nations on Earth. I mean, that it's... Just, if, just just forget about the artifacts that have been taken. I know. I think Kilmarger make, makes a reference to right. that. Yeah. You've you've it's taken like how everything. Did your, how did your ancestors get this? You right. know. Yeah. Like, I, I'm taking it right back. Yeah. You know, not even that. When we look at the Egyptians and the uh, the architecture, we're building the pyramids. Mm-hmm. You know, tombs. Uh, you know, hieroglyphics. Maybe even was it mathematics as well. I go. I, I say that to say. You know, all these things, if it would have stayed in Africa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it would have been probably one of the most powerful nations, you yeah. know, rivaling the United States, rivaling China, rivaling mm-hmm. Russia as mm-hmm. one of the superpowers. 
would would African nations not have have warred with one another the way European nations did? Uh, of course, it's inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable. Everybody wants, and that's kind of what happened in history, where nations fought with each other, made kind of made uh, agreements with the Europeans to kind of you know, t- hey, take that guy off the block right. so I could be the head honcho here. Right. And that's kind of that's what happened. Greed, uh, greed, selfishness. Right. You know, it curiosity. All these things play a part. And what's happening today. Right. And so do we think that Wakanda can head off those forces by willingly exchanging their technology with other nations? Like, hey, there's a cheaper and more humane way to do this. You don't have to go to war with us. We're going to like have this cultural exchange. And does that like, I mean, that's, I think, sort of something that Kate proposed. Like, does that uh, supersede the necessity for war or necessity is the wrong word, but the impetus for war by just being like, Hey, we're going to give you guys what you need. If imagining that such a country exists and has had access to the resources that their, their country gives them and has been able to develop them. Does that country just have a moral obligation to help maybe not even the whole world, like this is this is what like Nakia says. Like she's like, yeah. do we have a, a responsibility to help the African diaspora to like use our technology to make it so that African people all over the world are not like exploited and depressed? Isaac, what do you think? Is it morally wrong to like have this great wealth and technology and like just let the rest of the world suffer? I don't know. I don't think so. Really? You don't think I, I don't I don't think it's morally wrong for Wakanda to do that. <laughs> Why? Like okay, so imagine that I I have in my backpack the cure for cancer. And I will like if one of my, somebody I know gets cancer, I'll give them the cure, but I'm not going to share it with anybody else. Is that wrong? I mean, I, in Wakanda's case, what they use for, let's just say the cure for cancer is the same thing they use to like mm-hmm. build these ships that inflict mass damage and I feel when you open up the technology of the cure for cancer you're all, you also like you know you open up that the weapons part So this it. is true of like every every technology that we rely on for modern life has also been weaponized right like you've got you've got an internet there's cyber warfare like you, yeah. you've got a great new way to make energy. We're going to use it to bomb people. So, yeah. does that mean, Isaac, that we shouldn't have, like, we should not create new technologies to better people's lives because they will necessarily, definitely, always be turned into weapons as well? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like if you, I mean, when you start in Wakanda's case, when you start developing these technologies to, you know, save more people, you, more people die because of the new weapons. And I don't know. I don't know how you balance that. Is it worth it? <laughs> Is it worth it for you to have a phone, like a a, a, a cool smartphone that talks to the internet, which which I means mean, that like like cyber espionage is now possible? If it would like you know fix problems, no, it's not it's not worth it. We were fine without phones a long time ago. We used to write letters to each other. Mm. Nobody died. I mean, of course, technology. You know, technology is ever ever spinning. We're always yeah. getting new inventions, but a long time ago, we lived off the land without having. Yeah, but a lot of people did die when we lived off the land, right? I mean, like... Well, yeah, people died of diseases, and now you don't die of diseases, but, you know, you die from, you know, school shootings and <laughs> humongous guns. That is true. <sighs> that is true. Brandon, do you think that 
it's okay for them to withhold all the life-saving technologies they have in exchange for not disseminating their life-ending technologies. Like that's, is that how you that's think it, it weighs out? And when you word it like that, like you said, Kate, it's not like, uh, it's not like a cure for cancer. This mm -hmm. thing, like Isaac has explained, this is a life-changing tool that we've put in the wrong hands mm -hmm. can probably enslave the entire world. And also could give everybody like free cheap healthcare, right? Because it's like it's like that to get a bullet out of somebody's spine. I mean, that's incredible. Who do you trust to give everybody that free cheap healthcare? Wakanda, the now rulers of the world, or the technology that it's given to? Well, but Wakanda becomes the rulers of the world by not by not sharing that technology, right? And it becomes rules of the world by sharing it. Maybe, like maybe they can do a, a project of sort of economic colonization like the U.S. has done and like Great Britain has done. I think. By, yeah. And like China I, is now doing. It, it is a really hard question. And one thing that I think is, is really great about this movie is that it doesn't like, you know, it grapples with it, right? Like, But it seems to come to a pretty clear conclusion by the end. It does, but... T'Challa's mind has to be changed mm -hmm. by maybe in part by Nakia and maybe in part by Killmonger. Like he, he actually changes his mind about what his country is going to do with the technology it has. Mm -hmm. And I think like the movie is sympathetic to Killmonger's message and like maybe he obviously goes too far, right? Like he's like, okay, so then we kill everybody, which is obviously like not the answer or you would hope it would not be the answer but it takes like i think it I, I don't know i think it grapples with like a really like interesting moral question yeah absolutely i've thought of two things in my head okay thing number one what a correlation in like marvel comics to wakanda and sharing it with wealth with the rest of the world is tony stark making his iron man suit and then the u.s government like being like, hey, you have to share this technology with us. Mm -hmm. And then them now having that, which is like something that happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now, uh, I mean, Rhodey is like technic technically works for the U.S. government. You know, his Who's name is Rhodey? Iron what? Patriot. Uh, Don Cheadle. And, and you know, oh, it's yeah, shown yeah. that like they didn't really trust the U.S. with that power. Tony Stark didn't. And he, he wanted to keep it for himself. I don't know. Yeah, and in the in the Tanahasi Coates run on Black Panther, the same technology that powers the Iron Man suit, uh, it turns people into suicide bombers. Like they put it into their their chests and they like go commit terrorist bombings by like blowing themselves up with it. Yeah. Um, so that that technology is like being well, it's already weaponized. It's already a weapon, but it's it's being like used by insurgents and terrorists in. Uh, the comic right now, like yeah. the the Wakandan technology. No, the uh, the arc reactor technology that Tony Stark made from uh, the Infinity Stone, yeah. the Tesseract. Also, another uh, good example of the same thing is the in the Marvel universe, the two strongest materials on the planet are and rarest are vibranium and adamantium. Mm -hmm. And adamantium is is what makes Wolverine Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And Wolverine has killed like thousands of people. <laughs> and you know Before technically the US government put that into him. I mean technically. Right. So like And they have their own Wolverine. Yeah, and because of that because of, you know, 
the U.S. having this adamantium basically vibrate like a different vibranium. Like, you know, thousands of people have died. I think when it comes down to it, as human beings, we're not capable of, we just don't have it. We're not capable of being able to do this. Because sooner or later, the curiosity comes to your mind and you, you think to yourself, what can, what else, what else is possible? We all want to say that we're good, but there are forces of evil in a world, in a world who want, who would like something like this and who will say, yeah, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do anything bad with it. We won't promise. And we'll turn around and use this vibranium to uh, inflict levels of destruction that we we would never know of. Like it's just it's just there in a, in a human. It's just there in our psyche. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely agree, and I and I also think the idea that you can stop that from happening by keeping it within Wakanda doesn't it doesn't play out for me because I, I, I cannot believe like there has never been a secession of Kings that like stayed benevolent for, for very many generations to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I, and I just can't imagine that one nation that has so much more power than any other nation, like stays Pacific and doesn't, uh, doesn't use that power to exploit all like other nations and other people's. And and I think we saw that in this movie that that like how quick how easy and and, it, and uh, you know in a matter of like days that Wakanda turned into a, a warlike colonial power, like an imperial power. So I I I like absolutely don't think that that I I don't think either one of these is good. <laughs> like I absolutely don't think that it's a good idea to give that technology to our government or to really any other uh government in the world and i also don't think it's good for wakanda to be the only nation that has it so we should make like elon musk and take all of the vibranium and shoot it into space. <laughs> make one really cool car out of all the vibranium and shoot it to mars mm-hmm. <laughs> other than that i believe the uh movie was beautifully made it yeah. was, that was stunning i think ryan coogler um as, I, as i've read in research and i think i texted you about it like the night before like he did he did his research on Black Panther on the culture of Africa mm-hmm. and he played to the best of his abil- best of his abilities the actors the costume designers the producers to make sure that there was a certain certain integrity mm-hmm. and respect when discussing this um, they put the Af- they put at the African nation um, placed them you know on this, this higher higher plane mm-hmm there's now a main character he's not a sidekick he's not like falcon which i'm not really fond of he's not like uh roadie mm-hmm. this guy is the main he's the main guy mm-hmm. and he also i think he discussed in a an interview that he he looked at some bond films and you see it's kind of bond-esque mm-hmm. when you notice yeah, him definitely and, with the like casino and yeah, the, and the, yeah yeah and the cool new tech and everything yeah. like that's yeah. a, that's a staple of bond films and the, like Q, her sister is Q. But I think it's, I mean, I I agree that it's, it's really encouraging to see this like almost entirely, this cast of almost entirely black actors. Like there's two white characters in the film. They're definitely supporting characters. Um, and I thought it was interesting to make the villain not a white guy, you know, like he's right. There's a stooge villain. There's like a stooge misdirect villain who's right. a white guy, yeah. but the real, the real, the real like, villain is like he's smart and right. he's powerful and he has a real compelling com- argument, a, a real like, and it's not. I mean, and just you know to like 
in the world of superhero movies. Like, it's not like I want to destroy the world because haha. It's like I, I have a problem with you taking this technology and not giving it to other people. Um, oh yeah, but you can sympathize because yeah. he took his dad away from him. Yeah, he's, he's a very sympathetic villain. Yeah, um, and like you know, even like the the so like the the band of like female warriors are not just like empty strong warriors. Like they have characters and they have yeah. story arcs and you know. Yeah, and there's a really interesting discussion that that they have, which maybe would make another good episode about like whether you should be devoted enough to the throne that you like will will like uphold your duty to, to negative ends. What would you say to Killmonger? Like, because you're saying that you actually think that Wakanda is doing the right thing by like staying insular and keeping its technology to itself. So when he made this argument to you, like you were letting like the rest of the world suffer and die, what would you say to him? What would your response be? Mm. Cause, cause I know we both found him to be a compelling villain. Like he had strong arguments. So what, yeah, what, what me, do you say back? A part of me kind of believed him. Like, you know, yeah. what? but it, it, when he got, when he was, when he was bloodthirsty about it, right. That's what, you know, that kind of turned me off from him. It's right. like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe this isn't going to be such a good idea. Cause what you want to do it, what you act, what you really want to do is enslave European, European nations. You, right. You really, you you really want us to become. You just the want oppressor. to reverse the trend, you know. And like that's not good at all. E- that's not good either. In some ways, I felt like uh, T'Challa was playing uh, Martin Luther King role, mm-hmm. and Killmonger was playing the Malcolm X role. Like you know, everything, yes, absolutely, exactly. Everything yeah. we should do it by force. Um, you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back. Let's let's go full force. And T'Challa's, you know, peaceful. I know I know it would be helpful for the rest of the nations, but this type of technology is something you want to do like non-proliferation. Like you just don't. It's like you don't want nuclear weapons spreading to more nations. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. It would. It wouldn't. It would just cause some more d- destruction. And I know you're right in saying that the whole one ruler, you know, somebody else. You fight for the fight for the throne. Or another idiot. Some will come out of nowhere, but. At the same time, this has been going on for generations. This yeah. is, we're talking about since the dawn of time, since they found the vibranium, you know, this going on. And it never until one time. And that one time actually spawned from the guy being, his father being murdered. Yeah. You know, this was an actual vengeance. It was vengeance that he wanted to seek upon Wakanda and for, on, um, for everybody. And actually, it was a result of foreign intervention. Right, it was like because he sent his his brother out to do this. Like, well, is he just supposed to be observing the rest of the world, or was he supposed to be on like a Peace Corps mission? The, the Sterling, the uncle who gets killed yeah. by the father. I think they're supposed to just be observers. Because they, they have them. They, they, I think they say at some point in the movie they're supposed to have them in like every country. Right. Like mm. they're they have spies everywhere. Right. Um, and so they're going to transition those spies into being like liaisons, like cultural scientific liaisons. But that's I mean that's interesting. Like are they really supposed to be just observing? Yeah, and I mean it's interesting too because like you see what what initially felt to me like this really stereotypical like okay, here's two two black guys in Oakland like running guns and then it turns out that like his project was he felt that like black people should be armed to to be able to defend themselves right which is like that's the black panthers right yeah that's you know it was very interesting um 
the Black Panthers, who actually I learned formed like a few months after the Black Panther first showed up in this in the comic book in the Fantastic Four. Is there any wow. connection? I do not know. I couldn't <laughs> find anything. About I know. It. I remember Stanley actually renaming the character a couple of times because he felt that uh, I guess he was like, getting a lot of backlash. Yeah. yeah. For the, like, connection yeah, was not attractive yeah. for yeah. them. But then oh, it got changed black. back. Black, uh, I don't know, Black Cougar. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. I'm sticking with Black Panther. Be great. Yeah. <laughs> Black Panther is way cooler. I mean, yeah. Cougars are cool too. Not, no, no, not knocking Cougars. All right. So the king does not care what we think. He doesn't care what we want him to do. So this exchange is happening. Brandon, what is the one, if you can have one piece of Wakandan tech, what do you want? Oh, mm. interesting. I'll take the suit. What do you cool. do with the suit? Like, do you do you wear this? Do you wear the suit out? It's like an like, icebreaker. Like... I'm just bring. I'm just bringing it around. I'm like, hey, you know what I could do, right? Like at the bar. Like... Yeah, like totally. You, hey, just... you, want to, you want to do something cool? I mean, hipster bars. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Punch me. Wearing this. Yeah. It's yeah. like wow. Everybody's just digging it. Yeah. It's like getting all the attention. All right. All right. It is it is fashionable. I love I know it. you're probably expecting something a bit more, but hey, no, I no, want no. that suit. No, no man, that makes sense to me. You I would definitely like you would be the the king of Brooklyn, never mind Wakanda with that suit. <laughs> Isaac. The only thing I really want from Wakanda is his sister's job. Yeah. So you don't you don't want a piece of tech, you want to be the person who gets to design the tech. I mean if I I mean I want the Black Panther suit. <laughs> I took that already. Yeah, <laughs> there's two. I, you know, I want the one, and then you yeah, guys can the fight. Golden necklace. The the one that that uh, that Killmonger wears. Yeah. Which oh. which which one would you choose? Which of those two necklaces would you choose, Brandon? I like the gold. I like I like Killmonger suit more. Yeah. Oh, actually, oh, I mean, I was, I, I have to agree with you. I, I, I actually it, like I it was Black, a better the looking one suit. that he wore. Black Panther's more I'm, silver one. I'm with Isaac. I like the silver one better. Okay, so Isaac silver, Black Panther. Your gold, Black Panther. Mm. You guys can like can. <laughs> You know, I mean, what you should do is you should, like, stage fake fights when you guys go out together and then, like, get everyone's attention. Then you'll be like, no, we're just hanging out. And then, like, you would just be the the life of the party. What would, what would you take, Kate? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking. I don't know. I'm, I am I think I might take that, like, that, like, remote driving thing <laughs> just because it looks like it would be so much fun but you can play video games now I you, you want to drive you want to like sit in your room I and have a car know. drive around brooklyn i don't know it's like being an uber driver i don't I mean, well, you can also, come home and, you could come home and then find a parking spot like you could come into your house and then remote drive your car to go find a parking those, spot for you those beads do the like they do everything. Yeah, maybe I want the beads. Those beads were magic. They were yeah. like the T-spheres in like Arrow. The magic beads. Yeah. They can like be a weapon or they can be like a spy thing. They're communication devices. Yeah. I think you have to pick one of those. Like I think different They're beads do different things. Mainly. Communication. But doesn't she, she also, he also uses one to plug up Martin Freeman's wounds. Yeah. Mm. They, so, they're like multi-tech i would take those i think you have to choose i think they're different beads for different purposes and you have to choose like no, which kind she you just want. took the one off of her wrist and like when 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 martin freeman got shot i forget who t'challa it was. does t'challa just takes takes one of the beads off of his wrist and like stops the wound it's like tofu yeah, exactly. Whatever you want to cook it into, it's oh. like, oh yeah, fine. It's, it's that flavor. Yeah. It's like, it's all purpose. All purpose beads. That's what I want. There we go. This movie really illustrates that that adage that um, any technology is sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. It's like yeah. they have 
like vibranium is is a special metal that has the property of being magic and doing yeah. whatever you need Science. it. Yeah, I would take it. I would take it. Yeah. I might take the spear actually. Oh, those spears were super cool. Weren't they just spears? No, they were like they ha they were like powered spears. Like they could shoot stuff, and they were like she threw it like in the car into the ground, and then the car. Yeah, that was the coolest thing. That was the coolest stunt right? in the like, movie. She was just like walking around with like her hot dress and her, oh, like, right. thing, and then she was like, Pfft. yeah. And there was a huge spear. If I had that spear, I would learn that trick to like throw it through the windshield and make the car flip over and explode and do it whenever anyone cuts me off on my bike. Mm. <laughs> like, you asshole. You see, and here is an example, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, of using vibranium right. for bad. I have been I have been totally upfront on every episode of this show that I should not be trusted with extraordinary abilities or technologies or, or anything. I, I will, I am very quick to anger and I will use it poorly. Um, I want the train, man. Yeah. I just, I want their public transit. Mass transit. Yeah. Especially like watching New York City's subway just deteriorate just over like, the last year. Like, God, I, I was like, I want that train. It's quiet. It's smooth. It's so cool. It runs. It like just always comes. <laughs> um, and then it would be like so much easier, Brendan, for you to get here. Isaac, you could have like woken up at, at, at 10.54 and come and record it in person with us. And it would be so much more fun recording Know You're Wrong with everyone in the room. Tell us if you think we're wrong. You can hit us up on Twitter at Know You're Wrong Pod. Rate and review us on iTunes. Now I know we have we have ten five star ratings so far, which is which is fifty stars, which sounds like it should be enough for anyone. But uh, Isaac is a growing boy. He ate half of them like the minute he got them. Kate and I have pretty much devoured the rest. We hardly had any to share with Brandon. So like, please guys, rate us, review us, give us more stars. We're hungry. Feed a growing boy. Uh, we need those stars. Um, you can find all our previous episodes about cool subjects like the uh, ethics of regulating superheroes and whether or not we should build a dinosaur theme park on our website, knowyourwrongpodcast.com. Uh, music by Sugarfunk and me, your benevolent monarch, I mean moderator, Kenan. Follow Brandon on Twitter at brandname0, that's the number zero. And on Instagram at midrange with two A's, B-G-W, M-I-D-R-A-A-N-G-E-B-G-W. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's an honor. We will be back soon to address another quandary of little consequence, but first we're probably all going to go see Black Panther again. Until then, may all your takes be hot and correct, and we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>